Yeah. Yes, hello and welcome again. David M. Green and other famous people. I am he. And on tonight's uh, podcasted show, I'm going to play an interview I did with uh, this guy. The importance of rehearsal cannot be underestimated. When the audience have arrived, they deserve to see the best, the best, they deserve to see the best from you. And then you'll understand, 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 understand that show business is meant, meant to be, hang on, meant to, if you... That's right. Uh, British comedian Tim Vine, uh, one of my favourite, I think, uh, sketch performers. Probably one of the top masters of the one-liner. You may have seen him in uh, The Sketch Show, which was on uh, Australian TV sort of circa 2002, 2003. That's where I first saw him. He was also in a BBC sitcom, Not Going Out, which he did with uh, Lee Mack from 2006 to 2012, and uh, which I still have not seen. And uh, hadn't seen at the time I interviewed Tim Vine, so uh, I didn't ask him any questions about it. So, sorry about that. But uh, the year was 2010, it was, uh, it was April, in fact, and I'd just moved to Melbourne, this is two months, I'd been in Melbourne for two months, and uh, the comedy festival was on, Tim Vine was in town, I, I thought he'd be great to interview, so I made the necessary arrangements. Uh, we met on Swanston Street, just near the uh, Melbourne Town Hall, and uh, went across the road to uh, a coffee shop there, I think it's called Brunetti's or Brunelli's or something, they're not giving me any money, so it doesn't matter, I don't need to be that accurate. We just hung out and chatted. So here it is. Here's Tim Vine. All right. Uh, your show is called Joker Motive. In your professional opinion, is Melbourne's rail system worthy of ridicule? Well, I, I um, hang on. I, right, I'll just refinish that. Right, is, the, is, is Melbourne's rail... Do you know, I haven't used it. And uh, I find it very, very hard to believe it could be any worse than British rail. So I'm... I should think it doesn't deserve to be ridiculed at all. I would have thought, I just think it's probably brilliant. All right. It's perfectly legitimate. (laughs) Uh, In 2004, you held the Guinness World Record for most jokes told in one hour. Yeah. Uh, 400 something. I was going to look that up. I didn't have 499. 499. How do you get get as far as getting the first... You have time for the first digit (laughs) and not the next two? How busy are you? That's incredible, David. (laughs) I can only read the first digit of this number. (laughs) I'm afraid I'm going to have to go. (laughs) My apologies. (laughs) Uh, however, that record was stolen uh, from you by Australian was, comedian uh, by the name beaten. Limo, uh, who actually now lives in Melbourne. Does he? Yes. Oh, in fact, yes, I met him last year. Did yeah. you Did you seek any revenge? No, I didn't, because I was about um, two pints in, and I'm a bit of a bad drinker, and I, I only really remembered it the following day. I thought, did someone come up to me yesterday and say that they got my record? And I realised they had. I was waiting outside the town hall with someone. Hi, I'm Lima. I'm Barry. You're well recognised. And walked off. And I went, all oh, right. And then, it, sort of, then it dawned on me that was true. Yeah. Well, there's still time. I mean, you can still get, get back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it is. is. All right. Uh, what is what is your career best pun? Well, I mean, and you'll hear many comics say this. That it's it's a lot like uh, um, they're a lot like your children. So um, uh, I can't really. I wouldn't like to single one out, make the others feel terribly hurt. But uh, if I had to single one out, um, I don't know. My career. Uh, um, well, I'm, I have a soft spot for one-armed butlers. They can take it, but they can't dish it out. <laughs> what about uh, what's your worst one? Career worst pun. 
Uh, well, again, I, it's like if you have a child that has a bad leg, if you don't go up to them and go, well, you're not as good as the others. <laughs> you quietly put them in a different school. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, there are what I do when I'm getting a show together. I get lots, of, I write lots and lots of stuff, and I try it all out in in clubs and stuff. And I'm constantly crossing out. So for the hour that you see tonight, you may find it's hard to believe when you see the quality of this hour. Blimey, what did we throw away? But but for that hour, there's at least another hour, probably more, that I wrote that really didn't really um, quite deliver in front of me. Uh, who do you, who makes you laugh? Uh, well, friends, friends make me laugh. Um, I think for most of us, people who make us laugh in a really big way are friends, aren't they? That's when you really find yourself absolutely, you know, laughing about something. In some situation with your mates, um, it takes something a bit special to to be watching a comic and you get that sort of laughter. And it does happen, but um, less than it does with your mates, which shows the power of uh, power of friendship, folks. Very nice. Uh, do you find comedians make good friends, good company, or are they just annoying? No, they're not annoying. I, I, my my overall experience with comedians is they're nice people because I think um, comedians have this thing about wanting to be liked. Actually, probably everyone has that thing. They want to be liked. And so, you know, most people in the world uh, will try and be, you know, will try and be pleasant because they don't like the feeling of someone not liking them. Then you meet one or two people in all walks of life who don't care about that feeling of not being liked, and then they just have, you know. But even then, you know, the famous phrase, hurt people, hurt people. Um, nice people, nice people. Um, doesn't quite work. Doesn't, doesn't, it's a verb. No, it doesn't. No. I niced someone today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't really work. It's an adjective, really. It's a, very, <laughs> well, a weak word, one way or the other. Um, although I've always thought that was its strength. People say, well, we should get rid of nice from the English language because it doesn't really mean anything. But that's the great thing about it. If you want to say something and be ambiguous, then you can use the word nice. Uh, but you might want to do it. You wouldn't want to say, look, there's a nice tree. I agree. I got off the point. Um, so I think that generally, comedians um, uh, are friendly people and they're nice. I'm not trying to be ambiguous. They seem to be nice. Nice answer. <laughs> Have you seen any other shows uh, while you're in town? Not at all. I hate everyone else. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> right. um, um, yes, no, well, I, I want to see more than I've seen, actually. I've, I've seen Nina Conti, which is brilliant, and I've seen the Headliners show, the American Headliners thing. And the girl who came on first, whose name I forget, was my favourite. She came on wearing a snorkel and um, a diving mask. Did something, you know, it's just very funny. Sang a song. Um, and I've seen something else, and what was it? What else have I seen? I'm sure I've seen something else. It'll come back to me in a minute. Oh, bum. Oh, well, I saw last night a guy was doing a, a show about Michael Jackson. That was quite interesting. All right, yeah. yeah Dan Willis, very good. Worth going to see. All right. Uh, I've heard you make Scrabble jokes, so you're a keen Scrabble player. Uh, I sometimes play my mum and dad, and uh, my mum has this great thing that she does, which is that she, she always goes, oh look at these letters, oh it's hopeless, I can't do anything with this, oh it's terrible, oh absolute, oh anaesthetic, 90, she always does that. So second she's basically going, oh these are terrible, you know she's about to put a big word down, so I don't, it's all reverse psychology, I don't go for it, I know her game. <laughs> Have you made any memorable words? Uh, Career best. 
remembrance. That was a memorable word. <laughs> <laughs> How many letters would that be? Uh, no, I'm not actually. I'm not actually too many. Don't know if that's legal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not actually uh, that good at Scrabble. I don't play that often. I've got a couple of Scrabble jokes, but that's only because I'm looking for subjects to tell jokes about that I haven't done before. Very nice. Uh, I loved the sketch show. Did you? Yeah, you were my favourite in there. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, uh, right. I, yeah, I, I was. One time I was uh, I used to quote the, uh, the show with my uh, my brother. Yeah. One time I was quoting it to him. I actually made him wet his pants. <laughs> what was the? Uh... Uh, it was the blood sample. Blood. Ah, yeah. Blood, 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 blood. That's my blood sample. Yes. Do you know what? That's funny about that because that, I had to fight for that to be in. A lot of my silly jokes like that, you, you had to put them, put them towards everyone around the table, and people would go, uh, nah, nah, you know. This was yours. Yours? You wrote this? Yeah, this was my one. I made that up. Yeah. Actually, I think I put that in my uh, act. Actually, since blood, 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 blood. That's my blood sample. Nonsense. You'll enjoy my show tonight. If that, you like that one. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that normal uh, to uh, to uh, make your, your audience urinate uh, in laughter? Uh, I don't know whether it's normal, um, but uh, it's 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 a sign of you know it's a bit like a monkey. Um, they do that to show respect. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest form of respect I'm sure, in some <laughs> cultures. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering, would you care to be a judge? Yes. In a mini version of the comedy ver- <laughs> comedy equivalent of "So You Think You Can Dance" that I've just invented just now, called th- uh, "So You Think You Can." So you think you can pun, right? Absolutely, yeah. I want to be a judge. Go All right. For it. right, great. So I have some uh, puns. Some are better than others. Uh, I would and like. And I'll give my my some harsh criticism. I'll give some pun back. Right, first pun. Uh, I was in a bar last night. I said to the barman, "What have you got in the way of cider?" He said, "The fridge door." Very good. Now, I actually like that joke a lot. I've heard, uh, um, it's funny you should say it, because Paul Merton, do you know Paul Merton? He no, has, no. Right, he's an English comic. All right. He had a sketch show called the Paul Merton Sketch Show, and he did that joke, where, but he was he, he was in a sweet shop, and he, and the bloke came in and said, what have you got in the way of, of cigarettes? And he said, nothing, they're just here. Right. So it's the same thing, but I, but it was my favourite joke of his series. They used to use it as a clip from his thing. So uh, I would say, um, for quality of joke, I'd give that... You know, an eight and a half. Of For originality, it would have to get a low mark because I feel like I've heard it before. Which may not be any fault of the writer, whether it was you or not, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it, it was me. I didn't yeah. Google it afterwards. I do no, that sometimes. It's, uh, it's, that's the thing about wordplay is that there's one or two people around who've been through the dictionary with a fine tooth comb, of which I'm one. So, uh, go on, give me the next one. All right, next one. A friend of mine writes reviews for an astronomy magazine. It's pretty cloudy last night. He awarded it no stars. Yeah, no, I haven't heard that done like that. I was—I thought you were going to say something about it being astronomical or something, or uh, you know, watch this space. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing about that is, um, see, that would for originality that would score higher than the last one. Mm. I'm not sure I'd give it an eight and a half for the simple reason that actually you and I know that things are given star ratings in reviews. The outside public—do they really care that much about how many stars it got? And you know. I think it's not enough of a. It would it be better if he said uh, he gave it one thumbs up. Uh, he gave it the thumbs up. That kind of ruins yeah. it. That's, 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 that's no pun. Stars, there's there's no pun. Uh, yeah. that's, just, that's anti-comedy, I think. Uh, well, if the lead-up was different, you know, he, he gave it the thumbs up. Um, wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't an astronomy magazine? It was a hand modeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. Yeah, yeah. You're just changing the jokes. Completely different joke. Thumbs up. Yeah. A friend of mine was asked 
to show the dexterity of his fingers, and uh, he was given the thumb. Right. Maybe put it back on the drawing board. Uh, there's one more. Uh, th these are all just the ones I've come up in the last week. Yeah. There's some terrible drivers out there. Just the other day, I saw a woman get cleaned up. She's hit by a street sweeper. Now, what that has got is, uh, I'm guessing that, that that's an Australian phrase, cleaned up. Cleaned up. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't. Uh, we don't really know that so much in the UK. What does that mean? It gets knocked off the road or something? Or yeah, I guess uh, swept clean over. Yeah, knocked over. So uh, got cleaned up. She and what was the answer? She, she was hit by a car wash. <laughs> she could have done it. hit by a street sweeper. Yeah, which which presumably would have cleaned her. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, that, um, I would say of those three, that doesn't strike me as the most. I didn't. It's. It, I might possibly do that the other way around. Actually, I might say she was hit by a street sweeper. Oh, she got cleaned up. Maybe. This is. I constantly wonder which way around to put the, you know, the punchline and the setup. This is. This is very serious feedback. <laughs> oh, sorry, we're kind of a joke. <laughs> I do apologise. I thought you wanted. It's all right. <laughs> it is oh, a bit of math to it. There's math to it. All right. But uh, you're right. This is. <laughs> I was thinking you'd be more of a Simon Cowell type character, you know, dishing out criticism. No, 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 because I, uh, I, I think they all had something going for them. No, no, I wouldn't do that. No, I, I think I'd be more of a thoughtful... Uh, but I wouldn't, I, you know, I would say with none of those three, uh, it's not been one of those jaw-dropping moments, this guy's got the X Factor with his pun writing at that moment. <laughs> but clearly you know how to write jokes. So, uh, as we say in the trade, um, keep digging up the mud you eventually find the diamonds turn the audience up anyway go on <laughs> that's, that's all the puns I had uh, I, I'd like to ask you about the neighbours experience yes um, well how they, was the neighbours experience it was a great experience yeah I, uh, um, it was very very exciting because I, I, I basically I said it to my agent as a joke actually so can you get me you know, again uh, again took it seriously <laughs> <laughs> and uh I think what happened was that he rang them up because he rang up through Fremantle who sort of run Grundy or something and he knew someone at Fremantle my agent did and I think whoever he knew then went, through, it went in the, I think just coming via Fremantle I think Grundy just thought this guy's obviously a big star in England we better uh, do what we're told and so the exec producer rang me up in the hotel it was all very exciting I think she actually knew <laughs> perhaps she wouldn't have bothered but uh, no it was great yeah, and I tried to make it slightly funny, but I was asking where Lassitus was, and I said, "Where what? Where what, sir?" Lassitus. Lassitus. You don't remember Lassitus? Lassitus. That's the name of the hotel in Neighbours, Lassitus Hotel. All right, I thought it was called. You remember Lassitus? Sure. That noise. Was was wasn't it, wasn't it called Shea Shares or something like that? Shea Shares. Is that something else? No. The coffee oh, no. shop. The coffee shop. That's. Uh, I, I that's there as well. 1994-ish. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was Shea Shares. That's about when I stopped watching. No, it was always that was always Lasters, and then well, they had the oh, coffee shop as well. All oh, right. Yeah, but yeah. I think that uh, um, Lasseter's was, was the hotel for people to come and stay in when they were you know, going to be in the story briefly and out again. <laughs> but I went up and said, "Can you tell me where?" And trying to make it humorous, my one line, I said, "I looked at the piece of paper and said, can you tell me where Lasseter's is?" And they said, uh, "Lasseter's." Oh, and he says, "Over there." And then I walked very slowly out of shot, trying to milk it. 
dead on IMDb. Have you got any more puns? I, like, I actually like giving feedback on puns. The puns? Yeah. What else have I got? Uh, Pun That's a great. I've got some ones. Uh, what a great! It'd be great for. The, it's funny because I've just done something different. Factors. Factors. I've just did a. Uh, a the puppet, the X puppet Factor. Show called, called Zoo Factor. Okay. Where I was playing one of the judges called Barry the Baboon, and um, I like the idea of being a judge. Of, uh, Would you yeah. wear a wig? Uh, probably. <laughs> That's kind of Sentence you, you to hilarity. Go on, what's We got here. There's this underbelly stuff. Have you ever tried these on, uh, on stage at all? Uh, not this stuff. This is new. I, I am a comedian. Uh, I haven't done any. Oh, you're a comic anyway? You are? Yeah, I am. Ah, right, okay, right. right. Yeah. Makes sense now. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is all undeveloped. Uh, hello, I'm David M. Green, Typo Magazine's Man of the Beer. Man that's of the two, bear. That's, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man of the, man of the bear. bear. Bear works better if it's written. Beer works better if you're saying it. Because uh, I think uh, well, beer is ma- closer to yeah, beer. But, yeah, but the thing, it, it is sound-wise it is, but then that's two massive typos you've done there. There's a Y is dropped out. And two letters. Another, two two letters. letters. Yeah. So why don't you man of the ear or something? Man of the ear. This is good. This is good stuff. <laughs> Give you a partial... You get a man of the ear. At least I think that's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear it. Uh, uh, houses don't grow on trees unless it's a tree house. It's, uh, got, got the punchline. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, do you think atheists appreciate it when you say God bless you? It's kind of like saying nice to meet you to a vegetarian. Although, <laughs> Oh, you wouldn't spell meat like that, or cheers to an alcoholic, I suppose. Yeah, see that would work. <laughs> or, yeah, then you're going to do a really extreme one. That's like saying, uh, nice to meet you to a vegetarian, or cheers to an alcoholic, or you're fat to someone who's fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, just being rude. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you something, I have tried this uh, with an audience, and it went down well. Uh, went down to the athlete's foot the other day, bought a pair of shoes, Athlete, you went to the athlete's foot. The athlete's foot. What is that? Is that a place? It is a place. You don't have them in the UK? No. Is that like Foot Locker or something? Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, you see people with these yellow bags. Oh, okay. The athlete's right. foot. No, I only know athlete's foot right. as a disease. Is it, well, see, that, that, that's the kind of the joke now. Right, okay. <laughs> right. You're one step ahead. <laughs> they, have, they have them in the US, they have them here as well. Is there one? Right. There's one on this street somewhere, anyway. Yeah. Went down to the athlete's foot, bought a pair of shoes. When you think about it, that's like buying a pair of sunglasses from a store called Conjunctivitis. Good. I love your hat. Where'd you get it? Alopecia's. It's right next door to that sporting goods store. Lou Gehrig's disease. Etc. Etc. <laughs> Very good. Cute. Uh, what about this eye-related joke? Um, someone, someone told me this. In fact, it was someone said they could have, so I could have it. I think I might have tried it. It never really worked. But, um, what was it? Uh, I said to this, I said to this woman, I said I really love the transparent area covering the iris of your eye. <laughs> she said cornea. I said, uh, you look absolutely sensational and you fall from heaven. Like, <laughs> how did you get into this this business? Well, I, um, I basically I was working in an office and, uh, and I was friends with a security guard and I heard of this place. I just sort of discovered the comedy circuit. Basically. I heard of a place called the Comedy Cafe where you ring up and you put your name down on a list and do five minutes. Was this in uh, in London? London, right. and I just started going there every Wednesday after work. I started going with a different five minutes. You know, I just write rubbish. 
sometimes I'd turn up with nothing at all and go on and just start talking to you and the end. <laughs> so uh, I did that for. In fact, I remember one time saying to someone, right, give me a subject, and I'd go and talk about it for you know, five minutes. Someone said baths. So I went on and talked about baths for five minutes. You get one laugh. But it was, you know, no one experimenting, you know. But I did that for about a year, and then it just sort of began to, this, the whole comedy circuit just began to open up, and I began to sort of write more and more stuff. And then, I mean, London is such, it's so great for comedy clubs, there's just so many of them. Um, so. And it just, it just kind of gradually snowballed. My main, when I started, my main aim watching people in comedy clubs was this full spot, a 20 minute spot, was try and do 20 minutes. Just the idea of doing 20 minutes. It just seemed so cool, you know. As, as opposed to five, and you're just about running out of, you know, steam at the end of five. Is it standard? 20 minutes standard in the UK? That, that, in the clubs, it is, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. here it's more like 5 or maybe 10, and then if you do a show, uh, it's like 45. Yeah, no, well, you know, they're in clubs. There's so many comedy clubs. It's normally three acts and a compare, and the compare comes on just 10 minutes. First act does 20, compare comes on just a little bit, second act does 20, and you have a break. And then the last act comes on, well, the compare comes on just another 5 or so, and the last act comes on just 20. So you just have three 20s, yeah. Um, that's normally how it works. And in some places you might get two acts doing half an hour each and compare maybe. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, I, I don't tend to do uh, the club circuit anymore. I kind of do tours and stuff now. So now I, I kind of uh, do little theatres or art centres and stuff. You know, mm. and, we do. and then, I have, then I would have a support act who goes on and does about 25. And then we have a break and then I do about an hour and 15 or something like that. Which is too long for my action. How'd you land the sketch show role? Was that, uh, did you come up with, with were you no, part of no, the creation? Yeah. No, actually, it was, you know, you know Steve Coogan? Steve Coogan, he's yeah, one of the executive yeah. producers, I know. Yeah, yeah, so basically, his company was called Baby Cow, and and I think they just thought, they wanted to come up with a sort of, a mainstream sketch show that was funny, sort of thing, because they felt that there wasn't one on telly, you know. Um, and they decided, really, who the five people were they wanted to be on it, so I was just called into and they said, would you be interested in doing it? And I said, uh, yeah, I think I probably would. So like, I didn't really have to do anything for it. <laughs> do you like Steve Coogan? Oh, he's fantastic, yeah, yeah. I've seen him live. Have you? Uh, do you know, fantastic. I've, yeah, and what was he doing? Was he doing, what, he, Partridge, or was he doing a mixture of stuff? He did three characters. Uh, there's a woman character, and then, a, and then a, like oh, a... Oh, was he doing Pauline Calf? That was it, it. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then her brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... The, the Portuguese singer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget well, what his name And then, then the, the last half right. of it was Alan Partridge. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, absolutely brilliant, great talented, yeah. And I love, I mean, I love the TV show, the one, the one where he's stuck in the hotel the whole time. You know, yeah, I know that is, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he, because he's, he's a pretty big name in uh, the UK, but uh, n- not really anyone knows about him here. It's very kind of... But what, was Partridge not on over here then? It must have been, surely. It was on, but it was never a, never a really big thing. It's um, funny, isn't it? Because... And in the US as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He's more known for his uh, movie roles. Yeah, that's right. It's weird, isn't it? Because when you think about, I mean, in the UK, he really genuinely is revered as probably the. Uh, I mean, that's what that is. Alan Partridge, just as, as a comedy character, that's that would probably be in the top five of all most people's sort of British comedy character people. Yeah. He's, he's very well respected over there. Um, but yeah, no, it's a weird thing, isn't it? I mean. Um, 
I would have thought he would have got, he'd go great over here because the cultures are very similar here, aren't they? Yeah. You know, I haven't had to change all that much of my act to do it here. Whereas if I went to America, I'd have to change what did you think of uh, Kelsey Grammer's version of the sketch show? Did you well, see any of that? I only, I only saw a few <laughs> bits and pieces. I thought it was hilarious seeing him acting in a sketch that, that you know, that I had been in. The, the one where you, you come out of the uh, police car and smack the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Did he do that one? He did that one, yeah. Did he? How funny. I've not seen that. Is that on the internet? Maybe it is. Probably. Yeah, I, I definitely saw that. Yeah. That's funny, yeah. Was that, yeah, was, that, no. was that you in the in the original version? Yeah, it was my idea. Right. That. The funny thing about that was that because um, me and Lee we used to sort of we constantly trying to get sketches in all the time, and there was never sometimes there wasn't time, and you know somebody would say, "Look, can we just I'll come up with an extra one? Can we quickly film an extra one?" You know, and they go, "Oh, gone." And what is it? You know, you just think about things at the time. And we um, we'd been doing something with a, a tandem bike, and Lee had gone over to Henry Norman, who was the producer, and said, "I've got this extra joke. Can we film it?" And it was basically that he cycles up on the bike and he goes God it's a bit windy coming over that bridge and looks around there's no one there, no one there yeah. and so they was, it, was it. it a bike that had like six seats or something? yeah, it had, yeah, yeah. Bike, yeah. So, um, but that was like an extra one I don't, want, I don't know what the joke was originally but whatever it was it wasn't as funny as that anyway so he did, they did that and of course I'm immediately well you've just filmed an extra one for him can't you film an extra one you know, and he's going well look you know, we'll see we've got time but we're doing some things tomorrow with the police car if you can think of anything else for that maybe car. immediately I'm going right okay uh, so I thought about that one with the, you know. but I, I, I sort of prefer some of the shorter sketches though. have you seen the sketch with uh, uh, someone was asking me the other day what my favourite one was and for me it was well I didn't ask it because that's someone else that asked it yeah no it wasn't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favourite one my favourite one without any shadow of doubt is with Jim Tavaray. He's in the jungle and he's talking about uh, where they're going to go next. I think the second series thing. And he's pointing at. Um, he goes, we go over Tabahatu Bridge, but uh, the Bunga Bunga tribe and the. Yeah, I've seen it, but it's been it's been it's been maybe seven or eight years since I've actually seen all the shows. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I've sort of I had that one on. I do remember that one. Queued up, ready on the VHS, whenever I want to laugh. For some reason, that really makes me laugh. And actually, I I walk in when he's doing this thing. I walk in. He goes, "One, once more for you, Vine." And just again, and I sit down. And listen. But of course, my back's the camera. You can see my shoulder go like I'm sort of trying not to laugh at the time. Because all the all the all the place names are kind of dirty. Just word, all, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not dirty. It's dirty. No, no, it's just it's just silly. <laughs> just silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's. I don't know, it's like, you know, you go, we, we camp under the pucka pucka tree, and we go by the humba 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 daibidi, and uh, you know, it's just nonsense, you know. Anyway, that's what I like. Well, I like them all, actually. Well, not all, a lot of them. Are you familiar with uh, the Australian comedian Sean McAuliffe? Sean McAuliffe? No. He's probably, um, I think, level of respect, the equivalent of Steve Coogan. Is that right? In oh, Australia. Okay. Even I'm trying to think, what, is he bald? No, he's got white, grey hair. Right. Did he do stuff on, on telly a lot? Yeah, yeah. Primarily television. Did he host the gala last year? He did. That was Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And he does... Um, what show does he do? The, the equivalent of... Um, have I got news for you or something? Or? Uh, at the moment, he's hosting Talking About Your Generation, which is like a light entertainment quiz show. Right. Uh, he's hosted that. But it probably is a um, standout show was the, right. the, the McAuliffe program, which he did right. in the late 90s. And he won two logies for that. Which, right, great, yeah. right. And um, like I was, I'd seen that when I was a kid. I loved it. He's a like, huge influence. And um, then I saw Knowing Me, Knowing You with Alan Partridge, yeah, yeah. which was made 
1994 or something like yeah. that. Only a couple of years ago, I saw this. I'm like, oh my god, it's so similar. Really? The, the is that style right? of right. you, yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So I, when was McCullough's one? When was his after? 98, 9, 2000. Right. Okay. Funny. He was. See, I actually interviewed him a couple, yeah. couple of weeks ago, which yeah. is great. And uh, I asked him. I said, you, you ever considered going to you know Britain or the US? He said he was talking to the guy who runs Who's Line in um in the UK, the UK yeah. version. I was talking to him about 10 years ago about possibly going to Britain and doing like a version. Oh, Dan Patterson. Dan Patterson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But it, it never ended up happening, and now he's like, oh, I'm too old and comfortable here. Yeah, I, to stay here. I yeah. think also, yeah, um, I mean, he, you know, obviously clearly very well established here. Yeah. And if he went over there, you know, could his ego take what would be like starting again? Maybe not entirely starting again, but as far as the public is concerned, it's a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a similar sort of thing for for, for us. Um, I mean, in a smaller way, because I'm not I'm not like a big star in England or anything. I'm not. But but at the same time, I have a certain profile in England. And I have my little sort of loyal following. And you know, you come over here, and it is a bit like you know starting again, mm. a little bit. You know, although obviously I had a, maybe a little bit of a head start because of sketch show. Maybe they helped me a little bit early on. That was that was quite popular here. Yeah, but it was a while ago. Yeah, if that had been last year, it might have been different. But but. Uh, I mean, you look at someone like Arch Barker, for example. Mm. He was a big deal over here, and he's selling loads, loads of tickets. But of course, he's been. I mean, how many years has he been coming for? About ten or twelve years? Or something, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, I only heard about him maybe three or four years ago. Yeah, but I think he's been putting in coming the, from more like putting in the groundwork. Yeah. This is only my second year, you know. So if I wanted to get to that, I'd have to write a different show every year for the next eight years. So I've got the energy for that. <laughs> how old are you? Forty-three. Forty-three. Yeah. The same age that uh, Paul Newman was when he starred in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Write that one down. <laughs> I can't quote you on that. Now look, I better go because I need to have a shave before my show. All right, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anything else you want to ask? Or any other? Uh, no, it's, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, are you sure you got enough there? I, I think I have. Yeah, I just was I funny just, enough. Probably not. You were, you were very funny. I don't think I was funny. <laughs> That's very kind of you. There was no funniness there. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing funny about that. But uh, good to meet you. All right, it was We're shaking hands now. To meet shaking hands, just shaking hands. Right, brilliant. Take care of yourselves. All right, All right thanks, thanks Tim. And that was me and Tim Vine back in 2010. Gee, three years ago, how about that? Um, it's uh, funny, because, uh, you know, we were sort of back and forthing some, some jokes, which is um, what comedians do, I think. But um, interesting, one of the ones that I had on my pad there, which uh, you know I'd just written down, must have been around about that time. You know, I'm I'm David M. Green, Typo Magazine's man of the beer, and uh, Tim suggested you know change it to, to ear. That's funnier. I did actually uh, get around to performing that. We put it in episode six of Thirty One Questions, my TV game show. This is how it went. Hi, I'm David M. Green, Typo Magazine's man of the ear. No, no one, no one reads Typo magazine. No, it's pretty difficult. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, it's not actually as funny listening to the audio as as it is seeing the vision. Um, pretty small crowd, but we we got some Facebook comments from people saying they enjoyed that joke. So thanks, Tim. You've done well. And speaking of thirty-one questions. Yeah, since you brought it up, we do have a Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign at the moment for uh, season two. We're working towards season two. We need some money.
And so far, we've raised $830. And what I've actually done is I've converted that $830 into 4,150 20-cent pieces, just so I can do this. It's great. No, but seriously, we are, I am actually going to use that money on the show. We're going to build bits of the set out of money. It's actually going to be made out of the money itself. So we need more money coming in. Uh, otherwise, uh, we won't have any, any show. We're not going to buy tapes. We're going to put money into the cameras. Record directly onto money. So um, obviously, we need a lot of money. A lot more money. But I'm not just... Don't just think you're going to give us... Th- your money for free. That'd be crazy. We do have um, some fabulous David M. Green merchandise on offer. We have mugs. We have signed headshots, personally signed by me or someone who knows how to do my signature. And we have t-shirts. And, you know, if you just want to give us two bucks, we'll even give you a special thanks in the credits just for making 31 Questions Season 2 happen. So get on, uh, get on to the Twitter, the Facebook, 31 Questions. There's a link there to the campaign on Indiegogo. It's all secure, PayPal, credit card, all that crap. And you can help us out. You can see more jokes like this. Tell her what she's won! Yes, it's a <laughs> David M. Green jigsaw puzzle. See if you can do what David's therapists have so far been unable to. Piece together the broken pieces of David's life. Outstanding. Well, I'll catch you next time. David M. Green and other famous people.